At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is another edition of Long Shots, the after-the-cut edition of the 122nd United States Open Championship. I'm Femi Bebefe filling in for Brady Cannon alongside the familiar voice that you guys know, Wes Reynolds here as a part of the Long Shots crew. Wes, we have now made the cut here at Brookline over at the Country Club there, and our leader it's two guys at the top of the leaderboard. Colin Morikawa, the reigning Open Championship winner, champion golfer of the year last year at five under, tied with Joel Damon there, who had to qualify to get mm-hmm. into the field. Joel Damon, the uh, bucket hat wearing Joel mm-hmm. Damon, uh, one-time winner on the PGA Tour, uh, one down in Puerto Rico last year. So uh, Colin Morikawa, look, uh, number seven in the world, but a lot of people I don't think liked him coming into this U.S. Open, including yours truly, because he had been putting bad. And this is a guy that's a natural fade off the tee that is having to learn to play a draw. He's been messing with the swing, working with the swing coach. So despite the fact that that is happening, you saw even a couple miss hits on today's second round, still the co-favorite to go ahead and get this home. He will be in the final pairing with Joel Damon tomorrow afternoon on Saturday. But Colin Marikawa and Rory McIlroy, really the co-favorites here at plus 450, Rory, a very slow start, uh, made a, actually an incredible double bogey save yeah. on the third early in his round and got the momentum back, got the four under par. He is tied for third. So Rory will be in the third to last grouping. So they are the co-favorites. John Rahm right behind who I have pre-tournament. That's our guy. One. Yes, yes, absolutely. And he is currently five to one. He is one shot back. And Femi, uh, you know, with all the names that we talked about yesterday in terms of a lot of no names on the leaderboard, mm-hmm. no names in Rory, we still have some guys that maybe a lot of casual betters or casual fans aren't familiar with, but we also have happen to have the top three in the official world golf ranking. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, at three under par, just two off the lead. He went out early in the morning and had a very nice round. So you have Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy, one, two, three in the rankings. You also have three defending major champions in the mix, three actual current major champions, mm-hmm. because John Rahm, of course, 
holds the U.S. Open trophy from last year at Torrey Pines. Colin Morikawa won the Claret Jug at Royal St. George last year. And then, of course, Scotty Scheffler won the Masters Tournament earlier this year. The other current major uh, trophy winner is Justin Thomas. He is a little bit down the board, but he was also a little bit down the board at the PGA. You look at him, he's plus one. That's only six back. You usually don't see Mm -hmm. comebacks of that nature in the U.S. Open, but you usually don't see this condensed of a leaderboard either. So uh, Colin Morikawa, Joel Damon, that'll be your final pairing five under par. The gentleman at four under, Hayden Buckley, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, and Aaron Wise, who's kind of a sleeper down the board this week, gets in there at four under. And Bo Hosler gets in there at four under. Bo Hosler, late in his round, looked like he (laughs) hit it off the scoreboard. And it went back into the fairway. It was the drivable par four on the back nine and gets it in with a couple birdies at the end, four under, and then a host of players at three under. Uh, Nick Hardy, a PGA Tour rookie, Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Neesmith, Patrick Rogers, Brian Harmon at three. A couple notables we'll get to there at least are within striking distance. Sam Burns, two under par. Matt Fitzpatrick, two under par. The guys that went out actually late early had the worst end of the draw yeah. because you saw what they did, the, the watering of the greens in between sessions, I thought the afternoon guys before that I saw that were going to struggle a little bit because I thought, okay, the conditions are going to get tougher. The wind usually picks up in the afternoon. Afternoon guys actually had it very good. So the <laughs> Thursday morning, Friday afternoon draw had a little bit of the better of it. And we saw draw bias at the PGA. And of course we saw it this time. That's why I wait usually to add guys on the futures market. A couple other notables want to mention Xander Schauffele, one under par. Will Zalatoris, nice finish. Didn't really get a lot going, but managed to get it in at 70 even par. So he is one under for the championship. Brooks Kepka, nice 67 a day, even par, as is Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, one over. So just looking, just looking at these odds, it's hard to really go against the favorites because yeah. it's usually you have to be in the top six or you know, somewhere on that first page of the leaderboard, that's really what the trends have indicated uh, over the years. However, you usually don't get this condensed of a leaderboard and this many guys in contention, not a lot of separation. And the cut ended up being uh, uh, three over. The four overs just miss. By the way, that is tied for the lowest cut in the history of the U.S. Open. So, you know, just going through a couple trends that might put this in the context. 23 players at or within four shots of the lead through two rounds at the U.S. Open. Last time there were more was 1996 when there were 26 players within uh, the two wow. shots of the lead. We talked about the early late draw. It was a 1.6 shot difference for the guys that went out early on Thursday, late on Friday. They had almost a shot and over a shot and a half better, really, of the entire field. So uh, that that has played out, and that's why you see this leaderboard really the way that it is Uh Colin Marikawa, look, uh, the third time he's opened a major with two rounds under par, both the times he's done that, he's won. 2020 PGA, 2021 British Open. You know, it's interesting because I was watching the broadcast and one of the analysts said that like the last 21 of the last 23 U.S. Opens, the winner was in at least two strokes of the lead there. Mm -hmm. And the condensed leaderboard might open that up to other guys to be able to come from behind and come back and win this thing. But to me, I'm almost looking at least after two rounds, where can we put the line of demarcation and then kind of work from there to somewhat by process of elimination, find Mm -hmm. out who might ultimately win this thing. Yeah, it it is a little bit hard because obviously you have some unfamiliar faces and uncharted waters here on this leaderboard, but that's what we always see in the U S open. 
we always see a couple guys kind of fade away. And then we always see a couple guys hang in and on the first page of the leaderboard on Sunday. So who might those guys be? Is it going to be Bo Hosler? Is it going to be Hayden Buckley? Is it going to be Nick Hardy? Is it going to be MJ Duffy, who at one point this morning was six under par and three clear of the field? He ends up leaking a little bit of oil on the back and uh, finishes at one under. Callum Tarrant also yeah. one under. How about uh, David Lingmark? Yes. also leaks some oil as well. Yeah, they, those guys actually all shot 72, Duffy, Tarrant, and Lingmark. So can you rebound and, and really get back in this? So I really wish I had a line of demarcation here to tell you to say, okay, this is where the cutoff point is. But I think that there's a lot more live really here. And plus being a U.S. Open, we know that it's going to play harder on the weekends. The USGA are, are going to put these pins in impossible places, especially for Sunday's final round. So look, I've got a couple guys pre-tournament still right in the mix, and that's John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick, only three back. Uh, so he's about 20 to one. Xander Schauffele, 30 to one, a little bit more than when I had on him pre-tournament at 22 to one, then Will Zalatoris, 33 to one. So I've got four of the top 10 really on the odds board, mm -hmm. not necessarily the leaderboard. So, you know, if I'm looking Femi to kind of uh, go with somebody just a little bit down the board, Scotty Scheffler at plus 750 does lead the field for strokes gain approach, averaging a little bit over three strokes gain per round so far. So six strokes total. Scotty Scheffler at 750, I think would be worth a look. Sam Burns at 18 to one, I think certainly would be worth a look. And if I didn't have him already, maybe a shot on Will Zalatoris 33 to one, because this is a guy that's just kind of hung in there and he's shown his toughness in majors. He's been right there. So this is a guy, if he can just get hot a little bit early, maybe if he gets like three under through seven or eight holes, all of a sudden you're seeing him tied for second or right there on the leaderboard. So that is where I would go. I know people want to go at the long shots, but it is really tough to go, you know, with these guys, 60, 80 to one. Maybe the cutoff for me would be Justin Thomas at like 50 to one. If I'm looking for a cutoff to go down the boards, I know we want to hit that you know, 150 to one bomb, but that just yeah. doesn't happen at the U S open. A guy that I've asked you about earlier this week. And a lot of people have talked about him as well as Brooks Kepka. He's won two U S open championships in the past. One at Aaron Hills, one at Shinnecock shot a 67 today. Mm -hmm. So Brooks showed a little bit of life. Now his, his price didn't really adjust too much because he's sitting right now, five back of the lead here, but we know he has the major pedigree. Now he hasn't been playing as good of golf there. He's not really in form. But what did you make of his second round today? Looking pretty good, especially on that back nine. Yeah, he really hasn't done anything great. Just kind of played solid golf and shot a, a nice 67. Did gain in every facet of the game today, though. Gained a stroke putting, gained almost a stroke and a half around the green, gained two on approach, gained a little over a half a stroke off the tee. So if you look tee to green with uh, Brooks Kepka today, he actually had one of the better rounds out there. I think he was sixth overall in strokes, gained tee to green for round number two. So... You know, you never want that. That that's what I'm talking about with the cutoff, Emmy. Fifty to one. If there is a cutoff, mm -hmm. Brooks Kepka is also fifty to one. Justin Thomas fifty to one. Hayden Buckley won off the lead, but obviously Hayden Buckley's never been in contention in a major yeah. championship. So one fifty to one is a lot different from another fifty to one. So I you look it, it it the U.S. Open is just it's a lot harder to make a comeback than it is at like the Masters or the PGA or the Open Championship simply because these greens 
are going to be so fast. They're going to water them. They're going to roll probably 12 and a half and 13 on the stint meter. And you, you've watched a little bit of the coverage. Mm-hmm. You've seen how fast these greens are and how these guys, they hit a shot and it's just a yard off. And then all of a sudden it's rolling off rolling, the green, yeah. rolling to the fringe or getting in that thick stuff where they got to chip and get it up and down. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I think that we've got an exciting leaderboard and you want the oh, cream yeah. to rise to the top. And it certainly has Morikawa, McElroy, Rom, Scheffler, and then some of the young guns that you feel are going to win majors sooner rather than later that haven't done it. Burns is lurking. Fitzpatrick is lurking. Shoffley is lurking. Will Zalatoris is lurking. Brooks Kepka and Justin Thomas may be close enough to where they could still make a run and at least put a scare in these guys. Or are we going to get somebody, you know, kind of really off the radar here? Are we going to get Joel Dom and uh, have his major triumph or mm-hmm. Bo Hosler or Hayden Buckley? You know, you, you never you never really know, and that's what makes it so special. But typically, it's a class player, so I would not necessarily go with those guys like the Buckleys and and the uh, the uh, maybe even Wise. Maybe I can make a case for, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. go with the Buckleys or the Damons or the Bo Hoslers of the world. Go with the class players. Of the guys who missed the cut here, I mean, you're talking about Sergio Garcia, Sung J M. I know a lot of people liked him heading into this week there. Corey Connors is always a popular guy. Shane Lowry especially plays tough courses really well. Didn't really have it this week going four over for the championship. He shot a 72 on both of those days there. Cameron Young, who almost rallied he, he from was rallying. behind. That he would have been a Because he had a hole in one on yes. the back nine. Went three run, <laughs> one three. Birdie, eagle, birdie. And just fell one short. And then a couple other notables. Tony Finau was a disappointment. Five over. He was in good form coming in. Cameron Smith, six over. He misses the cut. Louis Uste. What's up with Cameron Smith right now? Because I feel like he's just been, ever since the Masters, that I think it might have been Saturday. or I think it might have been actually the final round there where he Mm -hmm. just kind of fell apart. And he just hasn't seemed like himself ever since then. Well, one, he's not hitting very many fairways. And when you can't hit fairways at the U.S. Open, that's going to be tough. I don't care what a virtuoso you usually are around the greens. And Cameron Smith is kind of just pedestrian around the greens, largely because he put himself in jail off the tee. So, you know, he's got to get sharper with the driver. He's got to get more accurate. He's certainly a really good iron player and obviously one of the best in the world around the greens. But Cameron Smith, look, I, I had a bet on him from earlier in the year at a better price than you would have got this week. But I made the disclaimer, I would not bet him necessarily this week mm-hmm. based on his current form. And then you look at Victor Hovland, uh, shoots a 42 on, on his inward nine. Yeah. He at one point was two under par and was just a little bit off the lead on that first page of the leaderboard. He goes seven over. He misses the cut badly. Of course, Phil Mickelson, 11 over par, despite the fact that he was better on Friday with a 73. So he misses the cut badly. So there were some notables that that did uh, miss the cut and some that barely made it. Patrick Cantlay makes it mm-hmm. on the number at plus three. He continues to struggle in majors. We're waiting for him to really show. Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, Adam Scott, they get in at two over, as does Bryson DeChambeau. So, you know, you look at that, and it's like they're way down the board, but yet they're only seven off the lead. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this is going to be interesting. I don't know if this is going to fit in a lot of the trends that we've seen the last year. That being said, sometimes the trends are going to be your friends. Sometimes they're your acquaintances. And if you really look, you want to go with proven guys. I think it's like uh, 12 of the last 14 in the OWGR top 30, eight of the last 11 in the top 30. So you look at those guys in those rankings, you obviously go right at the top. Scheffler, Rahm, McElroy, 
Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, ninth in the world. Shoffley, 12th in the world. Zalatoris, 14th in the world. Fitzpatrick, 18th in the world. So those are the guys I think you're going to look at. I think probably one of those guys is going to be the 2022 U.S. Open champion. Yeah, I think it's really setting up for a fantastic Sunday there, like you outlined there. I mean, there's so many heavy hitters near the top of the leaderboard, so many guys in contention. But like you mentioned, it's not going to necessarily be like what we saw at Southern Hills with JT coming right. from seven behind on Sunday to go ahead and take the title there. This is going to be something that on moving day, we might mm-hmm. be able to then put the line of demarcation there entering into the final round. But it, a lot of possibilities and a lot of potential for some excitement and drama out there at the country. Yeah, world. looking forward to Saturday's round. And then, of course, Father's Day, the tradition at the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open. Uh, we don't get the basketball at the end of night, but I think we got enough excitement with the golf on Sunday yeah. that this is going to be a thrilling final round, much like we saw last year. Hopefully the same guy uh, goes ahead and does what he did last year, and that being John Rom birdie in 17 and 18 on Sunday to cash a ticket for me. Wouldn't mind that. He's probably my best shot to go ahead and get it back to back winner at the u.s open before we end this thing who wins on sunday i'm gonna go with john rom i think he i I, 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 I think he wins on sunday and look i can make a case for rory i can make a case for colin maragawa but i just think the guy that hits it long and hits it the straightest and he's the combination of both number one on the pga tour for total driving i think he keeps that up through the weekend already number one strokes gained off the tee through two rounds and right now john rom at plus 450 to win the u.s open one off the lead of morikawa and joel damon that does it for this edition of long shots after the cut Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, the whole crew will be back next week to break down the Travelers. But until then, we wish you all the best with all of your bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.